Welcome back. Today we're going to speak about Reblavitas Ishyavna. We have a very brief lesson or Mishnah of Reblavitas Ishyavna. Perik Dalid, Mishnah Dalid. The Mishnah quotes Reblavitas Ishyavna, Omer Reblavitas Ishyavna said, Ma'od, Ma'od, very, very much have a Shefal Ruach. A person should be humble and of low spirit. Shetikvas Enoish Rima because the ultimate uh, expectation is lachem uh, esrim, uh, worms, a person is going to be buried, and uh, ultimately that's what's going to happen to his body, and therefore there's nothing for him to be haughty about, similar to Akavi ben Mahalalel, where he said, lana taholech lamakam afarima v'soleya. Now, a couple of things about our Mishnah. Um, why does he say ma'od ma'od? Wouldn't it be enough to say uh, ma'od? Ma'od hevishvah ruach? Why does it have to say the extra word ma'od? Uh, also, we find when it comes to humility, the Torah also uses a term ma'od. When it talks about Moshe Rabbeinu, it says, V'ish Moshe, anav ma'od mikol ishal pnei ha'adama. It could have just said, V'ish Moshe, anav mikol ishal pnei ha'adama, that he was more humble than anybody else who existed. Why did it have to say ma'od? So we find when it comes to humility that the word ma'od is used for emphasis. And in our Mishnah, it's used twice. So before we explain that, I just want to focus on also why Rebbe Levitas, obviously, um, we're going to focus on why he chose this. And is there any significance to the fact that he came from the place called Yavne? He was referred to as Ish Yavne, a man of Yavne. Why is it important for us to know? Uh, might we confuse him with some other Reblavitas who lived someplace else? I mean, Reblavitas is not a very common name. Um, I'm not familiar with any other Reblavitas. So what is the significance of mentioning that he was Ishyavne, and does it have a connection with the fact that he says Ma'od Ma'od? So the Bartanura says an explanation, which is really based on um, the Rambam. The Rambam who preceded him says in Hilchus Deus, he says, even though normally when it comes to midos, attributes, the middle path is always the best path, not to go to extremes. As Rabbi Yudanasi says in the beginning of Perik Bey's, Kol He says, nevertheless, there are certain midos that a person needs to go to the opposite extreme to, say, to stay far, far away from. He says, yesh deos, there are those who say that it's usr for somebody to conduct himself in the middle path. But a person needs to go to the other extreme. He says that is for certain midos. When it comes to haughtiness, that is true. A person should not be content with the middle ground. A person should go to the opposite extreme and be as humble as possible. It's not enough to be humble. A person should go to the opposite extreme and to be as humble as possible. He says, This is the Rambam's words. That's why by Moshe Rabbeinu it says, It doesn't say, like we, like we questioned. It says, because when it comes to humility, uh, or the opposite of haughtiness, a person is supposed to go to the opposite extreme because if a person is even a little haughty and thinks a little bit too much of himself, then that could lead 
to sin. Uh, and so therefore, he says also, not only does the Torah emphasize this point by saying, but our Mishnah, Blavitus Ishyavna, also uses the term Ma'od Ma'od to make emphasis about that when it comes to this Midah, whereas most of the time, as the Bartanura says, the middle ground is the appropriate path, over here, a person should go to the opposite extreme. There's an interesting remez that the Chida points out. He says that basically there were three individuals that Chazal tell us epitomized Anova in a major way. And these three individuals were Avram Avinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, and David HaMelech. Avram Avinu, who he says represented the Keser of Kuhuna, the crown of priesthood, because uh, the Torah tells us, um, So he represented the Keser of Kuhuna. He said, So he expressed his humility to an extreme. Moshe Rabbeinu, who represents the Keser of Torah, he, the Torah tells us, he says, He didn't consider himself anything. Um, and, and David HaMelech, who represented the third Keser, the Keser of Malchus, nevertheless, he said, So we see each of these people, despite having the crown of priesthood, in the case of Ramavinu, or the crown of Torah, in the case of Moshe Rabbeinu, or the crown of uh, royalty in the case of David Amelach, they emphasized going to the uh, uh, the extreme uh, when it came to humility, and that is Marumas says the Chida in the extra word Maod because the osius of the word Maod is the Rashi Tevis of Moshe, Avraham, and David. So Quinta Chida B'derech Remez the extra mode is to tell you if you want to know how far you need to go when it comes to being a Shvaruach. We can learn from Moshe, Avram, and David that a person is supposed to go to the, uh, to the nth degree and to the opposite extreme. Now, going back to our question, which is, uh, how does this connect with Reb Levitas and the fact that he was Ishyavne? So the Meim Loyes brings down in the name of a Sefer Darke Chaim, and he says a very, very nice pshat. He says, and it also gives us insight into why the Yeshiva in Yavne was called Kerem Biyavne. Even today, there's a yeshiva called Karen Biyavne. So he says as follows. The reason why the Tana mentions the place of Rablavitas as Yavna, because Chazal say in Brochus, Daf Yud Zayin, um, Yavna, the yeshiva in Yavna, Nikreis Karen Biyavne, it was referred to as Karen Biyavne, Karen being a vineyard. They would sit, the students would sit in an order on the floor, in rows, just like a vineyard where you plant the vines, uh, and that's how the grapes grow. Uh, it was a similar setup to like we find uh, the way grapes are grown in a vineyard. Why they were compared to a kerem? I mean, lining them up in rows doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be uh, like, a, like, like grapes, like a vineyard. So the Gemara says, If you should darkum shalagafanim, the derech of the way grapes grow is she'enim olam lamala. They don't grow to any particular height. They lay on the ground. The vines and the grapes grow on the ground. Only if you put sticks or poles for them to be able to branch out and grow will they grow. But on its own, it does not, it does not um, go high. It actually grows on the ground. 
and the reason why it was called Karen Biyavna, the yeshiva, and the reason why they were um, set up in rows like the, uh, like the Kramim, that they should always know and remember that the grapes are low and close to the earth and therefore they should not become haughty and it was a lesson to them, a constant lesson. Ulechein, continues that's why here in the Mishnah it's important to emphasize that Rebbelevitas wasn't just his name, but he was Ish Yavna because he grew up in that environment, he learned in that yeshiva, and therefore there was an emphasis on being a Shval Ruach, that's why it was called Karen Biyavna, and therefore we understand the connection between Rebbelevitas being an Ish Yavna and his teaching of Ma'id Ma'id Hevi Shval Ruach. Thank you very much.